Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options. In stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big money at for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Ladies and gentlemen, I am your host, Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious Sports. We hope that you guys are making it a good one. We know that we are as well. Huge show in store for you here tonight. Olivia Whitmire will be joining us at 7.30 as we continue to go around your SEC. Tonight, we're going to go to Alabama. Is their quarterback situation as bad as as everyone is saying it is. Is the quarterback position that bad as everyone says that it is? We'll talk to her about that at 7.30. Saban just bought a condo or house or what a beach house, whatever, 17 or 27, I don't remember the number, million dollars in Jupiter, Florida is my man eyeing retirement. We'll talk about that with her here tonight. We'll go into a little bit of Rafino's rant. Texas fans getting a little chirpy. Texas fans in the DMs. Texas fans in the mentions. Don't be doing it. Don't be doing it. Because what's going to happen in week two 
about a team that we're about to talk about in Alabama when you go to Tuscaloosa and get your teeth kicked in. We'll talk about a little bit, a little bit of Texas here tonight. Uh, so we go back to practice tomorrow. We'll be out there. Um, and one thing that are two things really that I want to see going into full pads tomorrow that I think LSU needs to build on to continue to get better uh, this summer and going into this fall camp. We'll do a Saints update. Guys, you're a couple day, days away from preseason. Whoopity-doo. Zippity-yay. My, oh, my. What a wonderful day. I, guys, I think this team, I've told you, I think this team wins the division. You're going into practice. They got guys sitting out. They're not really doing a whole hell of a lot. Derek Carr's looked good. Everything that you expect was going to happen is happening. The only big thing that you didn't think that was going to happen is Jimmy Graham has gone off. And can that be a big weapon for the Saints? So we'll touch about uh, touch on that and touch on Jimmy Graham and more on conference realignment if we have time at the end. Don't know if you saw this today, but Notre Dame asking um, the ACC to bring in Stanford and Cal. What are we doing? What what are we doing? Like. With all of this conference realignment, man, I just start asking myself, what are we doing? Why? Like, I adore football, but you're just killing so many other things. So many other things. And speaking of Stanford, don't know if y'all saw this, but Braden Montgomery, the potential number one overall pick in next year's draft, Going to Texas A&M. Good luck to you. You're not going to win anything. You're not going to win anything, big dog. Sorry to tell you. You were electric, but y'all ain't going to win nothing. (laughs) You forgot who Mac Daddy Jay Johnson is for there for just a minute. So we might talk on that at the end. There as well. But we do got to get to some of these comments. I see y'all firing firing, firing them in here. So we'll get to a couple of them. Let's start now. Uh, Ryan says, right. You're right about that, pen. Okay. He said, I, if you haven't joined the forum, you're missing a lot. I do agree. Been giving Colin Simmons updates like I've, you know, it's like every hour you get a new hot pocket. Hot pocket. <laughs> <laughs> hot pocket of Colin Simmons news. <laughs> Roderick says, <laughs> they seem to think it's Milrow, but Saban don't go get a QB to sit the bench. Well, I don't think he cares. I think he wants a natty. I think if he'll, he'll let anybody play, but I do agree. It's a bit uh, odd if you don't play him. Brian Tanya says, do you think Simmons and Durham will be a tiger tomorrow? I do think one of the two will be. Yes. Um, We're going to wait and see. It's going to be a long night to talk about the third one. I mean, the second one. Um, So we'll see, man. We'll see. Paul's up on YouTube. Andrew Martin says, ACC can respond by telling Notre Dame to join 
as a full member or no dice. They could tell them that. They 1,000% could tell them that. But you know what I think that they want? I Look, we crap on Notre Dame all the time, and I get it. And But the realistic nature is they're a massive brand. They are a massive brand. So I think the ACC just wants Notre Dame to stay afloat, that they could potentially restructure their deal with ESPN if they could and saying, hey, look, we're going to add Notre Dame into some of these games. We'll add Notre Dame into some of these games. We'll let NBC do some other things inside of here. Like y'all can work, you can work together with NBC, and I think ESPN will do that. And then all the while to get Florida State to get off their back and roll over on all fours. <laughs> all right, it's I already feel it, man. It's gonna be one of them shows. Wednesdays usually are. Wednesdays usually are. Start getting in the middle of the week. Start feeling myself a little bit. <laughs> yes indeed uh john sibley butler what's up man he says saban will start the one with the most experience i do feel that man i do feel that dead eye jed said blake Bra- Braden montgomery committed to texas a&m that uh that he did that he did good for them man but i don't think it makes them better than lsu as a whole kids kids amazing man kid is outright amazing so yeah uh, Tony Williams says, what's up? What's up, man? What's up to Clint Phillips? What's up, buddy? Brandon Reese says, Notre Dame begging now. Yeah, feel it could feel that way too. Look at this man, Rob Boudreaux. Don't be, just don't feel yourself on camera. I feel you. Well, what do I look like? Screech or something? You know what I mean? Or Pee-wee, God rest his soul. Rest in peace, Pee-wee, I guess. So, yeah. All right. <laughs> Let's get rolling. Everybody do us a favor by hitting the like and share. Share to all of those social media groups. If you're on Facebook, share to all of your social media pages. If you're listening to us on YouTube, like, subscribe, and notification bell. We're coming up close to getting to 6K. We're cu- getting close. I need y'all to hit. I want 10K by the end of the season. Continue to hit that like, subscribe, and notification bell. If you're listening to us on uh, wherever you listen to podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe. And if you're watching us on Fubo TV, welcome. We're greatly, greatly appreciative of you being here. Let's talk about our good friends, though, over at GM Varno and Sons. Our good friends over at BetOnline.eg. Don't anywhere. Don't go anywhere. We got a lot to discuss football-wise. Texas in the, is in the DMs. I know that you are probably going to be asking me about Colin Simmons and Kane Durham and all those. We'll talk about those just right after the break. Stay with us. Ben Online is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first-to-market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. 
Use our promo code Believe50. That's Believe50, B L E A V 50 to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag. Betonline.ag. With over 65 years of experience, nobody is better equipped to service in your vehicle than GM Vardo and Sons. RV repair, big rig overhauls, mono chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. If you break down the side of the road in the greater Baton Rouge area, they will come and get you. And the best thing about that is that they can come and get you and then they can bring your vehicle back to their shop and start the repairs right then. Again, GM Varno and Sons, go see them over at 2500 Full Boulevard. Give them a call at 225-664-9992. 225-664-9992. Tell them you good friend, Blake Rafino. Sit you on by. We're back! <laughs> Penn Jones says, Blake, you, you do kind of look like a heavy screech. Um. Okay. Well, you look like an auto mechanic. <laughs> I love it. I love when y'all. I love when we can uh, 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 go back and forth with one another. Dwayne D says, Blake says, I know you are, but what am I? R in or RIP to be with? Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Anthony B. Saints says, hashtag ask Blake. So as we approach decision day tomorrow, has your confidence level changed, decreased, or stayed the same for both? It has stayed the same. It has stayed the same. Maybe gotten a little more 50-50. Guys, I am as 50-50 on um, Colin Simmons, if not leaning more towards Texas than anything. I just have been and seen and been around these situations to know, okay, that um, anything can happen when there's a 24-hour window. Anything can happen. Jamar Chase really is the, the massive one that you can remember that the recruitment was like that. I'm just not going to panic either way. I'm not going to panic either way. But it didn't. It doesn't stop Texas fans from being in your DMs. And look, I continue to see this, and I, I'm just kind of fed up with it. It's not just Texas or Oklahoma, but it's other like Big Ten fans, and um, uh, I guess even remaining Big Twelve fans, ACC fans. They're like talking about how soft schedules are, right? So, yeah, congratulations. You might get a Colin Simmons if you're Texas. Good for you. Good for you. When LSU, God willing, gets Kane Durham, they're still the top five class. You are not. And they will get there. I think they'll be number six on on three. For people who like watching rankings, I think they'll be in the top seven when um, Kane Durham commits. And they're not done. Dominic McKinley, can you flip a Relaford? There are Blake Ivy is still out there. You know, what's going on with him? So I, I do start asking the question, okay, you can continue to say what you want, but Lance Hurd, greater than sign Colin Simmons. I will continue to say that as long I I just think Lance Hurd's a dude. You know how to you you know how to stop a really good edge rusher? You have a guy that's gonna be a first round pick on the offensive line. 
then they're irrelevant. Then they can be irrelevant. You are going to be fine, man. You are LSU. I don't. I trust Brian Kelly. So a, a lot of people are like, oh, my God, if we lose them, then what? It's not the end of the road. It, it, it never is for one recruit. Never will be. The only times you can say that is not getting a transcendent type of quarterback. Like if you don't hit on a Joe Burrow, God bless it. But guys, if Jane Daniels doesn't hit last year and Miles Brennan quits or gets hurt again like he did, you're training a new young Garrett Nussmeyer with no real backup. N- no real backup. You're going to be fine, man. I promise you. I promise you. So, both of those guys are going to commit tomorrow at 2. Good on them. Let's roll it. Because I feel good where you are with Caden. I don't know where you're going to land with Colin Simmons. Don't know. But I will tell you, and I want you to listen to me. I want you to listen very closely, very closely. Just because you don't get somebody on a Thursday doesn't mean in the future you're not going to get somebody on another Thursday. Huh? Be cool. Because you get Durham, you get Dominic McKinley, you flip a Relaford. You got start getting that top three, four range, five range. You ain't going to say nothing. <laughs> you're not going to say nothing. You know what kind of class that you're building and putting together. You've always been able to do it. You've always been able to do that. And look, I was going to talk about Texas today, you know, because it's been viral. It's been a thing on social media, Facebook, and even Twitter of LSU and Texas fans, you can say, look, they can say whatever they want. Oh, your schedule in the SEC is weak. What? You know, like, that's the big thing today. You got Texas media or whatever he is running out here saying, oh, well, the, you know, look at Georgia's schedule. It's weak. Or this schedule is weak. You can't win the Big 12. So, oh, we're doing great in recruiting. You've been doing good in recruiting. You've been doing great in recruiting. It hasn't amounted to anything because the rankings don't matter when the ball's kicked off. Blue chip ratio doesn't matter when that ball's kicked off. Is your staff good enough? Do you have a good game plan? Do you have dudes on the offense, defensive line? How does your quarterback play? That is what wins for you, okay? It's not this mumbo-jumbo BS. When you can't go out there and beat a Texas Tech in Kansas, good on you, you might get the best player in your state. Good for you. But it has not amounted to anything. Like, I, I've said this a couple times, but I, there is an LSU-Texas rivalry brewing. It's brewing. 
I don't think it can get to the level of an LSU Alabama. I don't think it could get there because you don't have one of your ex-coaches there. But the, this always and battles always start in recruiting and then start taking themselves to the field. It's why you hated Saban so much. You wouldn't have hated Saban if he was a mediocre coach at Alabama and couldn't come into Louisiana and take your recruits. You would not. If he would not win national championships, if he would have gotten two or three, four, maybe, you'd been like, yeah, we still kick his ass every now and then. You're starting to say that now. You're two and two against Alabama the last four years. Two and two. So excuse me for sitting here and saying that, yeah, maybe they do fall off a little bit. But when you're Texas, and because you get a recruit over LSU, you're still going after Dominic McKinley, I might add. Good for you. What's going to happen if he commits to LSU? They have a coach that has not won 10 games. He has not won 10 games wherever he's been as a head coach. Yours has won five straight or had five straight years. Actually, I think it's six straight years about to be a seventh where he's won 10 games or more every year. Brian Kelly is more almost, almost not there yet has consecutive, consecutive 10 win seasons. Then Sark has seasons as a head coach. Now, he's been a little bit more, I think it's like four, but still, that's not far off. The only point that I make here is this. No matter what happens tomorrow, LSU's still going to be fine. Do you want a Colin Simmons? Sure, you do. Sure, you do. Do you maybe need a better pass rush? Sure, you do. But I forgot that Deshaun Womack and Harold Perkins were on this team. I guess, I, I guess, whoops, slipped my damn mind. Whoopsie-daisy. You're going to be fine, man. All right, before we get to some can't stuff, I, I, do, I will get to comments because I've been neglecting the comments the last couple of days and about a week. But Adrian Bailey says, Blake, Texas hasn't won the Big 12 since 2009, and that's my point. That's my point. They have not won their own conference since 2009. LSU won their division last year and competed for yet another SEC championship. There are levels to this. Whether you want to pick LSU, get the development, be in the more echelon of college programs in football in the country, Texas may be a big brand, but they're not on the, the chalky five, if you will, the, the chalky teams that have shown that they can go out there and win national titles in the last kind of just 10 years of really doing anything. 2009 is a long time ago. <laughs> long time ago, man. Pooh Bear, what were you doing in 2009? You know what song I think was... You remember... You know what song was probably the most popular in 2009? It was either Lollipop by Lil Wayne or Outkast going, Hey, y'all! 
How long does that feel? Am I wrong? I don't know what the song of the year was in 2009. Maybe it was something like by like a Blink-182. I keep you my dirty little secret. <laughs> oh, my God. Pooh Bear was first out of basic training. Thank you. Good, sir. Um, but how long ago does that feel? It's a long, long, long time ago. I mean, were, were smartphones even a thing? When smartphones just coming out, barely, barely won it then. That's true. I mean, when was the first iPhone made it? It was the year that they got the extra second against Nebraska. That's right. That's right. I was in college in 2009. My goodness. Holden Lee says, I was watching the Saints win the Super Bowl in 2009 a long time ago. That's true. If you think about it like that. Uh, Brian Turner says, Outcast was 2003, 2009. I was, uh, was I got a feeling. Uh, C. King says, Beyonce's Single Ladies was the number one song in 2009. <laughs> wow. Wow. And y'all ever been to a wedding? Y'all know, uh, Pooh says 2009 song of the year, Boom Boom Pow by Black Eyed. I just said Blink 182. Black Eyed Peas and Blink 182 is like the same damn thing. They're cousins of one another. <laughs> oh my God. Anyway. Anywho. <laughs> All right, let's get into some camp. Let's get into some LSU. We've we've spent way too much time not talking uh, about some some LSU here. Uh, so look, we've recapped the first five days. We'll be back out there tomorrow. I, I'm pretty sure I'm almost a thousand percent confident that Brian Kelly mentioned this, but just in case he didn't, uh, I'm and we might can double check this, but I'm pretty sure that LSU is going to be an all pass tomorrow. So things will really start kicking off in practice because. Normally, guys, during the season, they go shells and helmet. They're not going to go full pads. And so they will only have, I think, maybe seven, eight, nine, maybe practices of this in full pads. And then the rest will be in shells. Maybe that might be too much. I'm just thinking about what we used to have to endure back in the day. But things start getting really serious tomorrow about what you can find on your team. Because you've had your first week. Tomorrow completes your first week of going through it, and you're starting into a new one. Starting into a new week, second week of camp. Here are some things that I think I want to see. Now, we saw it the the last day. The defense just making a stand. And maybe, just maybe, as crazy as this may sound, that fight might have lit a spark under that secondary. It might have lit a spark underneath that secondary to where they start playing a little bit. So when I look at going into week two of LSU's football camp, I just start asking myself, okay, I want to see more of that. I want to start seeing more of these one-on-one -on -one battles being won by both sides. Now we start seeing what the pass rush being influenced to Jane Daniels and Garrett Nussmeyer and everyone. 
It starts becoming real. You're starting to scrimmage yourself. You're starting to get into a place where, okay, man, look, we really need to find out what we have here. This is when we start finding out what we got. Is Zy Alexander and Deuce Chestnut going to be the guys on the outside of this defense? They're going to be the bookends in the secondary. Can Greg Brooks continue to battle back, and is he going to continue to be in the slot? How does Andre Sam look from Marshall? There are a lot of questions that you have. But now you're going to pretty much unleash your front seven. Can this O-line, can the quarterbacks, can they start making those same reads when the front seven's coming uh, coming after them? Now, one thing we did not mention last night, because Brian Kelly has been giving us the whole practice. Now, you can't shoot video on all of it, but he's been giving us the entire practice to be there. And all the media having that access has been pretty freaking cool. But I got to admit, yesterday when we were out there, the defense was sending blitz after blitz after blitz, and it continued to just on a repetitive uh, uh, basis from this offensive line. They were sending the heat. On this LSU offense, O-line continued to pick it up perfectly. And Jaden was sitting in the pocket. Continues to pick it up at a very high and successful rate. Is that D-line going to get after this O-line? Front seven with Omar Spates and Harold Perkins. We've started to see Harold Perkins now moving to the outside in most in some of these situations. Even though he was moved to inside linebacker. Greg Penn coming in along with we, uh, with, we, or with the Weeks brothers. Now we start finding out. And they will have a scrimmage this week, and then you can chart and say, oh, well, this scrimmage meant this. Well, guys, they're already doing it. I mean, we're already seeing it because we're in there every day. And that's been pretty awesome. I want to see this secondary get better. I do want to see uh, – so number two – and, and last thing before we get to uh, Olivia Whitmire, I do want to see who starts making their way out of that running back room. Okay. It has been a complete unloading, if you will, on who's going to be, a, a, you know, the starting guy at running back. They have rotated everybody. And nobody can say that I'm first team, this guy's first team. The only guy that has been really consistently running with the ones first has been Josh Williams. But ever, you know, that's on the first play of practice, and then everybody starts rotating in. Two plays this guy, two plays this guy, two plays this guy. It is an just amazing what Frank Wilson's doing with that position. So we find out tomorrow. As things start condensing, now you got to go find guys that can play. I think tomorrow's practice is going to be the, the, probably the biggest one. Probably the biggest one to see what you do have at moving forward. Now you start getting real with it. Maybe not the biggest practice. I probably shouldn't have said that. But it starts getting very real tomorrow. Okay. We'll get to a couple questions. One minute until Olivia Whitmire joins us. Um, I saw this one. Uh, last one, then we'll get to her. She said, uh, Stephen Young says, we had running backs by committee in 2003, 2007. Both years were uh, pretty good. Well, in 2011, too. 2011, too. And they are. 
But you had a rotation of three or four. Uh, Steven, we're talking about eight guys that are rotating in and out. Like legitimately eight. I don't think all eight is gonna. I don't think it's gonna be like that, right? Okay, let's talk about a good friend Tyler Alexander over at EXP Realty. We'll talk about our good friends over the Drake Williams Law Firm. DrakeWilliamsLawFirm.com. Olivia Whitmire joins us next. We talk a little Alabama when we return. He will sell your house and find you a new. Well, Tyler's the man. He's here for you. You want to buy or sell? Well, it's not too late. Dial 955-0008. Just call 955-0008. Y'all call Tyler. He'll shoot you straight. By the Drake Williams Law Firm. DrakeWilliamsLawFirm.com. Whether you've been injured in an accident, you're preparing for a future with your estate planning, you're getting ready to close in on a real estate deal, or you're about to welcome a new addition through adoption into your family, or you're facing criminal charges, you need very experienced attorneys, and that is what the Drake Williams Law Firm will be able to do for you in navigating the legal system. The door to their cozy office in historic downtown Ponchatoula has been open since 1981. They have helped thousands and thousands of Louisiana families and individuals win cases, close on real estate deals, and regain that peace of mind. Their lawyers over at the Drake Williams Law Firm, Ernie Drake III, Ryan J. Williams, and Summer Vignair are very determined, compassionate, and dedicated to their craft. It's the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Give them a call today at 985-386-7600. Tell them your good friend Blake Rafino at AYS sent you on by. All right, we are joined here by Olivia Whitmire. She is the sports director for WHNT. She covers the Alabama Crimson Time. Olivia, how are you doing this evening? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for having me. Um, And if anyone that watches me in Huntsville happens to be watching this, I do also cover Auburn. I'm just throwing that one out there. Okay. Well, I don't want to get you in trouble because Hugh Freeze is doing some really special things. Maybe we'll talk about both with uh, both of them uh, with you here, Maybe. not just Alabama, but we'll talk a little Hugh Freeze in Auburn because recruiting is doing really well. He's he's doing a very good job uh, so far through you. So, Olivia, let me ask you, I think the biggest question, number one, what's the vibe of Saban buying that house in Jupiter, Florida? Is my man about to retire? What's going on with Saban here? I don't think he's about to retire, um, and I love the house. I think it's beautiful. I would love to have a house. In <laughs> right. If he needs a guest, uh, if he needs a babysitter for the grandkids, I am certainly available uh, to take <laughs> on that role. Um, so I don't think he's about to retire, but I will say the vibe, the vibe I'm getting around him, I don't know if you saw the clips from his first presser of fall. It frightens me. It, it frightens me. Like a calm, chill, chuckling Nick Saban on the first day of fall camp talking to the media. I don't know what's going on behind those closed doors, but it makes me nervous for others involved because we were like talking about it and someone was like, well, no, I'd be, I'd be more scared of him yelling. And then he's like, never mind. No, I wouldn't. Yeah. No, I wouldn't. Because Tom Saban is. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for interrupting you. 
No, you're fine. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I like my Saban beat red and, and yelling at people, you know? Right. That's usually when, <laughs> you know, the rat poison. It seems like he's letting rat poison in. That's what I feel. Maybe. I don't know. I think, you know, I think maybe when it comes time to the – when it actually comes time for the season, we'll get a little bit more of that. But, you know, I, when he was making the jokes during fall camp, they weren't anything like, you know, it wasn't something like, so, Coach, who's your starting quarterback going to be? Like, it wasn't something for him to, like, tear into somebody mm -hmm. on. Like, they were all, like, funny opportunities, I guess. But um, he seems he seems like the same old Saban um, from what I have seen. Just, uh, I think, maybe just in the – as the years go on, maybe he's getting a little softer here and there with the media. Um, but he'll still, he'll still rip you a new one if he needs to, that's for sure. <laughs> but I want Jupiter. That's all I have to say. I, I feel you there. What do you know I had to ask, you know, because it's, you know, I think it's always crazy when people are like, hey, this billionaire just bought a house. What does it mean? I'm like, he's a millionaire. He can do what he wants, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's like, well, what do you want him to do with it? Like, <laughs> but it's then, you know, him be able to use it when he eventually retires, which God knows when that's going to be. There we go. We got you. Can you hear us? Okay, cool. I, was, I can. Hello. Okay, awesome. <laughs> All right, so let's get to on the field. How has it been for them so far? What have you seen being out there? And look, the, the questions about quarterback, I guess, what is the news right now with quarterback? Um, As far as I'm concerned with the quarterback news, um, I think it's going to be – similar to you know any other big sec school um or any other big university that's going through a quarterback battle i think it's going to be the same thing for auburn and it's that we're not going to have news until the first game week we're not going to have news until they need to give us news you know what i mean mm -hmm. like saban has said his whole like grandma baking cake analogy and you know when carrot the cake done we'll take in Carrot cake specifically, I know, which was a wild, wild out of left field card, I feel like, but mm -hmm. whatever. <laughs> it's like, really? But also, it's like the least surprising thing that's ever, that I've ever heard too. Um, but I think just, you know, <laughs> like when, when it's, uh, when it's done, it's going to be done. And I don't think it's going to be done until game week. And, you know, Saban said, I can't remember if it was today or if it was a different day recently, but, you know, he made the point where he's like, even when we name a starting quarterback for whatever that first game is and that kind of stuff, like we don't want the quote unquote quarterback battle to be over just because someone has respectively earned the starting spot right. um, until they really signify that they are the guy and everything. You know, he wants his guys to compete every single practice, whether they're first string, second string or fifth string. Um, mm. So I think, I think there's just not going to be news until game week. I think they're going to, um, you know, kind of continue to say the same thing. They're all competing really well, it seems, out of the three main contenders. Um, it seems from what I have seen and what I've been able to see. Um, and I was listening in uh, beforehand, and my friend was in the car with me, and when you were mentioning, oh, Brian Kelly is – yeah, we can be in there the whole practice. You can't film the whole practice, but you can be in there the whole time. Right. I'm like, oh, no. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Seven says, says, get out. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, he's giving us, which is, Olivia, this is crazy because, I mean, it's it's wild because you get to cover other teams too. Like, mm -hmm. we got the first 15 minutes, and then you can be out there for the rest of the time. Now, the difference, and I don't know how Saban does his, but there's no access in season. Like, August 23rd, like, bye. <laughs> See you on Monday. That's the only availability yeah. you're getting. But So it's been pretty nice. Let me ask you, though, if you – and then I want to ask you about Auburn's quarterback situation, too. If somebody said, Olivia, you had to put all of your money on a starting quarterback day one who do, or game one, who do you think it's going to be? I think I think game one, I think it's going to be Milrow just because he had experience with them last season. But I also think you have to keep in mind this year Alabama is not playing – uh, a power five contender, you know, like a huge matchup, you know right. and I mean? No respect to middle Tennessee state <laughs> by saying that, but you know, I, I think we're going to have a starting quarterback, but we're going to see at least one other guy. If not all three of the main contenders, I would say take some sort of snap in that first game. Mm -hmm. Now, the Texas game, which is the next week, that is a huge, you know, what is the word I'm looking for? That's where mass, we're really yeah, determining what, what is about to go down right. in Tuscaloosa this season. So I think, you know, I think they can use that first game to still kind of figure some things out, but I think they're going to have a pretty good idea going into it. And I would not be surprised if it was Jalen Milrow going into that game. Now, let me flip the script on you. Let's go up to a little bit more Northern Alabama and let's go to Auburn. Look, I could be so wrong with this because I'm not covering them every single day. Right. <laughs> uh, Obviously, they have Peyton Thorne, and everybody thinks that he's just going to come in and just be the dude. Mm -hmm. I, but I still hear people from Auburn keep telling me, Robbie Ashford, Blake, don't, don't, don't do it to yourself. So, again, if you bet all your money on one player to start for Auburn game one, who do you think it's going to be? You know, that one's a little trickier to me because I go – I go back and forth because same concept, Robbie's got the experience and same idea with Alabama and Auburn is Auburn's playing UMass to start the season, mm -hmm. you know, um, so we, we could kind of see both. But the thing that's unique about, I think the way that Auburn is, at least media-wise, they've been talking about their quarterback battle, and maybe this is just because Peyton came in late so we haven't had the ability to talk about him just yet you know we've talked Robbie Ashford but when they ask questions about Peyton the the answers that I'm getting about Peyton really impress me like everyone seems very impressed with him since he's come down there like they're like he is in the building every single day like you have to like work to not spend time with Peyton during a day like he's always going to a coach saying hey coach do you have some time to go over this do you have time to look at this what do you think about this he's in the facility every day of course he's taking reps during practice and working hard during practice and everything but just the way that the coaching staff is speaking about him seems very impressive and again maybe I'm getting more of that out of Peyton than I am Robbie because we've talked about Robbie before we've had Robbie conversations before so people are like 
okay, what what's the new shiny object down there for us to talk about? So more people are asking about Peyton. So maybe that's why I'm kind of getting that perception. So I would I would bet that they would be either Peyton or Robbie, but I could see it being Robbie against UMass and then maybe Peyton coming in later in the game. I heard that <clears throat> Jarquez Hunter was at practice. Anything that you think is new there about him being at practice? Yeah. So, to my knowledge, from what I'm understanding, um, he missed the first two. He missed the first couple of practices that were available to the media. There was a practice on Sunday and Monday that was closed to the media. So we do not know if he was in it. To my knowledge, I do not know if he was in attendance at either of those practices. Just as far as I'm concerned, Tuesday was the first time we saw him. Okay. Um, and so he was out there. He was working. Um, and all of the players that were in availability um, that day were, you know, multiple of them were asked about him and they all mm -hmm. had really things to say about him. Um, obviously as a football player, but all positive things to say just about him as a person. So I would say that that on field question mark has kind of been answered. It seems as though he is going to be uh, with Auburn for the rest of fall camp and come kickoff, but they have not, really given any sort of an, a definite answer but they also kind of never gave us they never told us anything in the first place you know coach freeze just said anything personal is not going to be discussed with you guys and that's pretty much it so like we didn't know that he was going to be at practice on tuesday until we saw him at practice right. on tuesday but it seems like that question mark has kind of been answered for them that's kind of wild because of how it happened in the outright silence okay and look <laughs> I, I don't mean this in a in a wrong way, but the alleged of what he was being alleged to be doing, and mm -hmm. then in our media society, it was dead quiet. Nobody heard anything. And then the next thing I saw was that he's at practice. I'm like, oh man, like something yeah. definitely happened there. Him just being at practice, Olivia to me said, all right, so he's playing. Like he's yeah. not going to be out there with that situation and then him being on the uh, on the field but Olivia Whitmire joining us let me ask you let me flip back now to to Alabama a lot of the questions have been you know people have been asking oh is, is Alabama down you know well is this the year that Saban goes nine and three you're around that team a lot I, I guess what's the feel from the fan base and the media about this upcoming season for Alabama I think, um, you know, as a media member who covers them and as an alum from the school, so I also am an Alabama fan, right. um, and I know Alabama fans, I don't think it's down. I don't think it's down at all. Um, I think that at least from the team aspect and what, you know, we've heard from the guys thus far, um, I don't think it seems to be down whatsoever. And I think, you know, and I think not, this isn't just an Alabama specific thing. This is just anyone who likes to compete guys who like to compete at this high of a level, oftentimes like having that doubt. They right. like having that national doubt, you know, when I know it's, it's the coaches poll, but you know, when the preseason poll comes out and UGA is up on top, which makes sense, you know, they won two straight national championships and then to have Michigan above them, you know, they're not, they're not thinking about, Oh, well, we should be number one. They're thinking, 
well, we're going to, we're going to show them why we should be number one. Um, And I think and who likes to compete at this high of a level kind of thinks that way and feels that way where it's like, oh, well, we're not going to listen to what they have to say about our teams, especially before they've even seen our team play. Right. We're going to get out there and prove it to them. Um, so, you know, what what it seems like, it seems like the vibes are high down there. It seems like, you know, of course, they're missing a lot of key guys from last season. There's no secret there. There's no hiding that, um, that, of course, you're going to be missing some really important guys from last season. But the guys who are coming back this year who are a part of last season – they're not happy about the way that last season ended, even though, you know, a win in the Sugar Bowl, finishing fifth in the nation is nothing to hang your head on. But in programs like Alabama, LSU, Georgia, you know, these big powerhouse college football programs, if you're not winning a national championship, it's a down year. Um, and that's the way that they look at it. So they're not happy with the way that things ended last season. And they're, I think they're ready to come back this year and really try to prove themselves and really try to get back to the top of the college football mountain. Again, losing a lot of the guys and a lot of the talent they had the past few years. Obviously, that's not necessarily going to be an easy task by any means but I think that that's how they're preparing for the season you know they're not going to listen to and you know Saban certainly is not going to listen to anyone saying oh we're going to finish nine and three we're going to blah 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 whatever they're just gonna they're just gonna keep doing them and I think I think the vibes are high I think the fans are excited um and I think people I think people kind of still expect big things about about this Alabama team because in the end of the day it's Alabama football and people expect big things out of them right uh, one more for you, and I do I do feel that from them that they still think it's business as usual. Um, so I, I I mean you're spot on with that one. Let me ask you this though, from a state perspective, mm-hmm. Hugh Free and look, I don't know why this is. I can't put my thumb on it. I kind of know why, but when <laughs> recruiting news happens, people walk to work a little bit differently when they land some big-time recruits. You know, they walk different, they talk different. But Hugh Freeze just slipped two dudes, one from Georgia and one from Alabama. Mm -hmm. That's got to get the state talking, right? Like, what's what's the vibe around the state now that Hugh has come in there and flipped a couple of five-stars? Yeah, I think the, especially, like, your point, you want to walk different, you want to talk different. I don't think so much that, like, Hugh is doing it, but I think like the Auburn fans. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. Like interaction that I see, like, especially like between like Alabama and Auburn fans or like Georgia and Auburn fans on Twitter. I'm like, oh my God, y'all need a hobby. I'm just like, they're pulling like stuff out of the woodworks from like, you know, 2003, like week seven. They're talking, and I'm like, what are you talking about? And they're like, to show and I'm like oh my goodness but um I don't think I think from at least an Alabama perspective I don't think that Alabama fans are necessarily discouraged with that especially because Saban has flipped a couple recruits just this week um you know so I was like they're kind of like okay well we lost one and that sucks and obviously you know to Auburn that's never you know good for Alabama but like Nick Nicholas Liu is going to take care of Alabama and he's going to, you know, it, it's Nick Saban um, and everything like that. But, you know, I think the Auburn fans are definitely excited about it. And, you know, Hugh is definitely making making a mark um, and showing the fans like, hey, I mean business and like 
kind of, I'm here to stay. Like I want to be here and I want to be here to lead this program and I want to bring in the best and the most talented guys. And that's something that I think Auburn fans, they're just to get, just to get a little nibble of it, just to get like a little bit of excitement from the recruiting trail really excites them because that is not something that was a strong suit of Brian Harson's coming right. to the SEC. Like, and that was everyone's concern from the get-go with him, you know, him coming to the state of Alabama. Like, is he going to be able to recruit these big-time SEC guys? Um, and so that's something that I know Auburn fans have been frustrated with the past few years. And then to see Hugh come in and so quickly already land not only not only flip from two of your biggest competitors but also like to these big deal guys they're like okay so like what was brian doing the past couple years like what what were we doing wrong here so i think auburn fans especially are definitely excited about their recruits but i don't know if it's like fully started like a war between the two fan bases just yet <laughs> but i think auburn fans are definitely excited about the recruiting jobs and they, free, so. well and they should be too you know mm -hmm. i mean like when you do that i mean because and I don't mean this in a disrespectful way, but like Brian, the Brian Harson meme, the you know they were saying like the best recruit he ever got was Clessy, you know, and they had right. Clessy holding the helmet, and it's like, you know, I mean that was the bad vibe around Harson was Clessy, so yeah. I do think it's funny. I lied. I got, I, I do got one more for you if you if you got some time. I do. Okay, so looking at both of those teams, obviously you have Alabama. And LSU, what everybody thinks is going to compete again for the West, it seems like it happens somewhat relatively every year. Is there anybody that intrigues you in the SEC that maybe isn't, you know, a top name like Georgia, LSU, Alabama? I think in the I think in the West, it really it's Alabama and Auburn or Alabama and uh, LSU for yeah. me. I think I just. I'm trying to th I'm trying to think about it, and I'm trying really hard. And Did I just, you go to Media Days by chance? I was at Media Days. What was your vibe about Jimbo? Listen, my my vibe about Jimbo is like hardly ever positive. I'm not like a huge Jimbo <laughs> gal, <laughs> if I may say so. I feel but you. I, but I did not like the vibe from Jimbo. Okay. Jimbo's vibe was me so i awful. talked to literally everybody there olivia at least all the people that i know it's like 20 people i literally <laughs> sent all of them a question because you get that vibe in that room if you've been there yeah. i'm like oh 100 yeah i'm like what's up with jimbo they were like dude he's a dork you know <laughs> i'm just like Jesus. yeah he really is he, he is a dork i will agree with that and he talks like 5,000 words a minute and like trying to cut a sound bite for him for TV is such oh, a I talent know. because you're trying to find right where he takes right where he takes a breath and just where you think he's going to you don't and then 20 seconds later you're still trying to figure it out and you're like out um but yeah I don't know his vibe was his vibe was interesting for sure you know I know but you yeah, have to do I it for TV and it you got to get to the pause and what he's saying I just, we oh just, the team, we just cut him off. You know, like, hey, man, you, I got, you got to kind of got to. You have to. That's the thing. Like, Saban <laughs> takes his like, nice long pauses. Like, I feel like Brian Kelly does too. Like, Harson did and Hugh Freeze does to an extent. You know, these guys, they pause. And mm -hmm. then Jimbo just does. 
<laughs> so I'm just like, okay, well, <laughs> he's getting cut off where he gets cut off, and that's all we can do. You know, you're always going to get from Saban at least the the little, you know, like the three little, and then he does this, you know, so he just – you're going to get the pause. He, he He's great for that. All right, Olivia, you have been fantastic. We're running short on time. Tell everybody where they can catch all your stuff, what you guys are doing. I know that you're with our good partners over at Believe as well. If you want to plug your podcast, everything like that too. Yes, yeah. You can find me on Twitter at OMWhitmireTV. Um, and I tweet a lot about Alabama, Auburn, and everything there. Believe in Bama. We're going to get that started back up with football season um, and crank out some good episodes. And I'm going to – now go back to work and work on school football previews because that's coming up soon. You know what's crazy too? You were talking. You just said that made me think of this. The media's reaction to Johnny football, like if you, oh I'm I haven't watched it yet. Okay, so listen. I'm really excited to though. It is. I I don't know how people feel about Billy Lucci, but. He's all in it. Like he's like having to go find Johnny Manziel and like a yeah. bar. They had a media member, Olivia, going and searching for the Heisman Trophy winning quarterback. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so, I I need to watch it tonight. I've been like really like glued on like on like Taylor Swift business. Oh yeah, I got you. So like, so I haven't watched it, um, but I need to watch it soon because I heard he said f Nick Saban like in the documentary. Or whatever. Like and I was four like, times. <laughs> yeah, like four times. And I'm like, okay, but it, it might not be taken out on you, but A&M's going to get that magic now because of you. I know, I know. But I do need to watch it. I'm very, very excited to see it. <laughs> All right, you were fantastic. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for joining us. Sounds good. Have a great night. You too. She was fantastic. She was, Yeah, she was, she was fantastic. Uh, I did see this in between it. Uh, Pooh Bear said, breaking Phillies, Michael Lorenzen throws a no-hitter versus the Nationals. Damn. That's impressive as shit. <laughs> I don't care if he's throwing it against a little league, the Gonzalez Little League Bait World Series baseball team. <laughs> anyway. All right, let's talk about our good friend Steve Bean. 124 pitches, uh, four walks. That's that's even crazier. That's awesome. All right, let's talk about Steve being our good buddy. Then we'll uh, come back. We'll get out of here after that. Stay with us. Bayou Daiquiri's at Bayou Bowling Go is owned and operated locally by Steve and Lisa Bean. You can find them at 1512 North Highway 190 in Covington, Louisiana. That's 1512 North Highway 190 in Covington. The North Shore's first crawfish drive-thru is about to step it up another notch by bringing you drive through daiquiris as well. You can call in your order today at 985-888-1914. 985-888-1914. Cause you know what? Daiquiris and crawfish. It's a Louisiana thing. All right, we brought up producer Zach last night. Producer Pooh. You good to come on the show? All right. So Pooh Bear's joining us. Pooh Bear, I asked Zach this last night. I'll ask you this uh mm -hmm. here tonight. What if the first week of camp has surprised you football-wise? Hmm. I have to say, um, I thought the defense would be a lot further along. Um, just simply because of um, 
I don't know. I just thought the defense would be a lot further along. And from what I'm hearing, the struggles are uh, a little concerning. Last year was the run game in, in camp. This year it's the pass game in camp. So they getting that ass torn up, dog. Like, I mean, like if we're just being like if we're just being real, mm-hmm. they're getting that ass beat. And it's kind of crazy poo. And look, if it were just one quarterback, I'd be like, okay. Right, like maybe it's the quarterback that is facilitating, like so. And I, I held no, you know, th- no things back here. Pooh, if it was Jaden that was out there ripping them alive, it'd be like, oh, okay. Well, Jaden's taking the next step. Like he's right. really throwing the ball down the field. But then for Garrett Nussmeyer to come in with the ones and eat them alive too, I just kind of poo sit back and say, God, dog it. Like two of them. Now, what would be concerning is they're like, oh, Ricky Collins came in and he tore the defense up too. Then I'd panic. No, Rick, I, look, I like Ricky, <laughs> but I got to admit this. The, like, the seven snaps we saw of Ricky Collins, okay, he had one really good deep, doll, uh, deep ball to Shelton Sampson that was completed for, for a touchdown. <laughs> the rest of the six snaps – the dudes were wider than to- toilet tissue paper walk-ons out there running routes. Okay, <laughs> I- I'm talking, bro. Like <laughs> they had a kid who that was 5'11", 241 pounds running routes out there. All right. So we were we were uh, Georgia's wide receiver crew. Gotcha. All right. I mean, you got Lad Mahonky, but Mahonky's not a bad. It's not a bad receiver, but no, it kind of. Ma- I mean, it would look like Boise State. It looked like Boise State out there. But I do agree that is the most concerning thing uh, so far. Anything else stand out to you? Uh, all the high praise that I've been hearing about. Um, Jaden. Quarterbacks, yeah. yeah. I mean, both of them. Yeah. Uh, even even Nuss. Um, I, 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 was, uh, I was critical of Nuss a lot last year, but it was more so um, about his um, – his decision making and everything. Uh, and also it was uh, <laughs> the thought that, hey, he's transferring at the end of, of the season and he's the quarterback that stuck it out. Um, I look forward to seeing what we can do. Uh, we've got, I, I have to say, our, our number two core, our QB2, is probably a top five quarterback in the SEC this year. I do think that you could make the argument that he is up of the more upper echelon of quarterbacks in the league and he's not even playing, right? right? Like, I, and so I agree with you, Pooh, in the reference to, I just did not think that Garrett was ready a year ago today. He was not ready, okay? And with all due respect to Jaden, to some extent, all from the a new offense, he wasn't completely ready. You're seeing that jump now, right? So you look at the both of them, okay? And I just start saying to myself, like, God damn, like either one of them so far have shown you, God willing, in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, God willing, if Jaden didn't go down against George again, I feel better that Nuss, okay, well, you know he's going to have better decision making. He could beat an Alabama if he needs to. That's the biggest thing to me because that position group, that position is just so massive for football, obviously. Yeah, something that came up that I thought about. We had the discussion, and this goes back to two years ago. Um, 
the bowl game against Kansas State, you know, Nuts not wanting to to burn that red shirt. How many games did he play in last year? Did he play in more than four? Auburn. All right, so let's let's go back. Southern. Southern. Auburn. Auburn. Purdue. Uh, okay, Georgia. So he more than, yeah. Um. Um. New Mexico, Mexico State. State. Okay. Or New Mexico. So yeah, more. Yeah. Oh, New Mexico. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but there was, was another. I mean, it was close. It was another. Um. I mean, if they wanted to redshirt him and let him play last year, they could have done it. Yeah. But I That's do I do agree. So now that everything, Pooh, is kind of like coming full circle to, mm-hmm. to some extent, okay, I will say this. I get the, I get the logic of not doing it more now because right. I did not think that Miles Brennan would make it through the season. Right, like, right. I mean, did they really think that Miles was going to make it through the whole year? And so maybe saying, "Hey, when when BK gets hired, he tells Brad Davis, like, hey man, I need him to take this shirt because we might need him to play.' And that's right. before they have Jaden. So, and you knew that your favorite quarterback of all time, uh, Max Johnson. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, that was yeah. Anyway, all Anywho. right. Y'all got a show when tomorrow? Tomorrow, HBCU hour. Okay, HBCU hour. All right. Yeah. So you can catch up at the Golden Boot YouTube, all that stuff. Correct. Anything? Yeah. We're, we're, it's actually gonna be. We're gonna talk about how uh, conference realignment is gonna affect HBCUs, and if HBCUs did conference realignment, what would it look like? That's interesting. Because you don't see FCS teams, they either move up, they don't move to, and exactly. you know, other conferences. All right, we're out of here. We'll see y'all tomorrow. Y'all have a good one. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.